Blog Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the wisest counsel and the most fascinating people in the business community from all around your terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, your Hieronymus Bosch of business. And can you imagine, my friend, a world without laughter? Well, I can't, and frankly, Scarlett, I wouldn't even want to try. And so I'm going to tell you on this particular episode just what we've been doing to sort of help us from keeping from taking business and our own lives too darn seriously. One of the things that we uh, have done right now in, in these troubled times is we have come up with a little what I call laughter vaccine. It, in, it inoculates you against that seriousness. After all, seriousness is, uh, well, it's sort of the hopes of banishing joy uh, with a wish of gaining focus. And frankly, it's, it's a lot like uh, old scotch. It's highly, seriousness is highly overrated. So I suggest we move out of it and move into a little laughter. And one of the ways we're doing that is we're coming up with a book uh, entitled In the Words of My Wife's Husband. And at last, here is really your complete source book of business humor. Here's your chance to dip in to seize a fistful of rye wit and pass it right along to your fellow chain gangers at work. Now, Bart Jackson believes that the greatest wisdom flies in on the wings of laughter, and for the last decade, he has become known as the man who portrays business in the jocular vein. (laughs) Bart's business quips books have provided professionals with barrels full of quotable zingers to spice up their work days and their presentation. We had one friend who did that. He was a lawyer, Randy Friedberg, and he, uh, one of the top IP lawyers, on the planet, noted, uh, been voted super lawyer, and he said that, uh, well, we all know that, that legal writing can be pretty dry and dull. So he keeps a copy of the Quips books right by his side, and he says when I'm, you know, he says I slip a, a, a quip or two into uh, my briefs, and and I thought this was just wonderful. I said, Randy, I'm so glad that uh, at least my quips are slipping into somebody's briefs. Nonetheless, uh, well, but also as host of the CEO radio show, uh, I've been joyously jesting at the lunacies and piercing the pomposities and celebrating all those clever and inventive folks who make up our business community. And this volume, in the words of my wife's husband, culls and combines the very best and funniest of our quips, the jovial repartee on our radio uh, show with our guests, and those sardonic final takeaway parting shots, which I always launch with in the words of my wife's husband. So I hope that you will look at this book, my friends. I hope you'll read and laugh and share and grow, grow nearly wise. And by the way, do not miss uh, my curmudgepedia with all its definitions of business jargon. Uh, Some of them are simple, like marketing is the art of pitting pears on an apple tree. And some of them are like, uh, well, diversity, which is a a way of fishing uh, for some uplifting uh, and new talent in a a new place where we thought the well had gone dry in the old one. But uh, that's not exactly it, but that's my 
as a promo as it goes. So, uh, as a matter of fact, why don't I, just to give you a little teaser on this, why don't I share with you uh, a little bit of some of what's going on with uh, the, in the words of my wife's husband book. We, we've broken it into uh, segments, and this uh, the segment with which I'm going to look at today is called Fiscal Foibles. It's all about wanderings within the financial maze, and certainly we, uh, we have enough of that in business. So let me read you one of the little diatribes. Uh, some of the books, some of them are sometimes are quips, some of them are the parting shots, some are the little dialogues uh, from the shows, from past shows, and then there are these little diatribes that I think, uh, well, I think you'll find them entertaining. Take, for instance, this one. Uh, it is entitled Wealth Versus Wisdom. Just because you're able to make a lot of it does not mean doesn't prove that you know very much about it. Money, I mean. Our nation's first billionaire, John D. Rockefeller, didn't quite have it right when he proclaimed that if the only thing you care about is being rich, you'll never achieve it. Well, the truth is, J.T., that with riches as your sole goal, you may just well achieve wealth, but you'll also achieve darn little else. And I find it curious that the world's richest man at the time, Sam Walton, our Walmart's own, was fond of pontificating, capital ain't scarce, vision is. Yeah, well, uh, I guess we all crave what we haven't got, huh, Sam? Uh, And one of America's first self-made millionaires, Ben Franklin, yes, he was quite wealthy, preached about saving your way into wealth with, you know, a penny saved is a penny earned. But then right around, he turns right around and notes, the use of money is the only... The use of money is the only advantage in having it. No wonder poor Richard was forever confused in his almanac. Meanwhile, Warren Buffett announces, and I love this, I never try to make money in the stock market. <laughs> well, good for, pretty good for a man who's not trying. And Steve Jobs advises you, if you, like he, were worth $100 million at the age of 25, his advice is, don't let it ruin your life. Gee, thanks, Stephen. Love to give it a chance. But at least Malcolm Forbes admitted with refreshing honesty, I made my money the old-fashioned way. I was very nice to a wealthy relative right before he died. (laughs) So there you have it. Some of us can make money uh, in, in all the ways, but as I say, having it doesn't mean that you really know much about it. And I'm not sure any of us does. And uh, let's try another one of these diatribes. I just love these things. Uh, this one is called the Finance Dance, and it's it's about well, it's about the endless uh, dance between entrepreneur and investor. Dreams and sweat form the blessed sap of business, but it takes green hard cash to pump those dreams into life. Startup funding for the dewy-eyed entrepreneur lies in vast and easily available abundance, uh, provided that Dad owns a hotel chain. For the rest of us bootstrappers, well, you can hit your local bank, uh, depending on who has recently gobbled it all up and on what the title is. And one of the things I always do, I always ask when I go to uh, networking and conventions, I always ask bankers if they finance uh, entrepreneurs. And of 48 bankers personally surveyed, 14 said that they had 
funded, well, one startup each in the last three years. <laughs> True story. Uh, well, of course, you can go venture capitalists, of course. They, they stand ever eager to shark you instant cash, demanding only two seats on your board, total repayment within five years, and full micromanagement rights, including the choice of the CEO. Catch your fingers while you still got them, my friend. But take heart. Technology uh, lends a folly-fisted hand with crowdfunding. Instead of a business plan, the entrepreneur simply spins a glittering pack of promises uh, to a virtual crowd, all eager to drop pennies in his jar. Uh, the process lacks the prestige and formality of making an initial public offering. But setting aside the age and status of the investors, the two are frightfully similar. So the dance of investor and entrepreneur whirls ever faster from spiraling tango to frenzied jitterbug, depending on the interest tones called by the Fed. Yet if none of these funders float your boat, fear not. New investment instruments are flooding the scene faster than smartphone apps, and they're all out there. And of course, as a last resort, you can swallow your, your integrity and sketch out a GoFundMe pity party. <laughs> Oh, my friends, so that's we. I see that we are coming to the end of our show here, so I would like to just uh, pass on to you one, one good quip, and today's quip is uh, the, entitled The Loan That Bites. Going to foreign venture capital financiers without a guide is like fishing for shark by hanging your toes overboard. As an afterthought, U.S. insurance companies notoriously poor loan deals with governments who smilingly promise, uh, instead of repaying loans, holds a lesson for us all, if the rate seems too good to be true. Just a thought. And also remember that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of chief executive officer of yourself. And with that in mind, may I ask, allow me to ask, is this the day that you want to dust off your dreams and perhaps lift your head and take that chance? Or will you continue to keep your head down because you think routine is so important? The choice, my friend, is truly yours. So I invite uh, all of you to listen to our upcoming shows. And again, I want you to know that, as always, I appreciate your listeners and giving the show to you has been a privilege. I thank you.